Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by Sweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. My name is Cindy Kuzma, and this week I had the pleasure of interviewing Eddie Sandoval, the founder and CEO of Pinoli Blue. It's a company that produces drinks, protein powders, and more using organic, non-GMO blue corn that's roasted and ground. It's an age-old tradition in the Mexican culture, one Eddie's bringing to a new generation and a broader customer base. Now, Eddie's only 24 years old, but he's already taken this business from a truckload of corn in his parents' garage to close to 300 stores in 18 states, plus thriving online sales. It hasn't always been easy, of course. Like any entrepreneur, he's faced setbacks, and he's had to put in an awful lot of time and hustle. But Eddie has always had a guiding light. He's dedicated to giving back on multiple levels, which makes him the perfect guest for our segment on Contributing Generously. For one thing, there's that notion of spreading a piece of his history and culture. And by recreating a taste from the past using healthier organic ingredients, he's also offering a more nutritious alternative to older and newer consumers alike. What's more, a portion of sales from the company goes to the Terra Humera, a tribe of sandal-wearing ultra-runners that were first made famous in the book Born to Run and happen to be from the same area of Mexico as Sandoval's family. I really enjoyed talking with Eddie and learning more about how he built this business the benefits of Pinole, and the dream athletes he'd love to support our sponsor, along with why giving back will remain a key component of Pinole Blue, no matter how big the company gets. So here is my interview with Eddie. Girl, I said I'll be on the road, I'll be back, I'm just reaching for a goal, so don't be upset when I'm not a- All right, this is Cindy Kuzma, and I am here with Eddie Sandoval of Pinole Blue. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us on the We Got Goals podcast. Cindy, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm pretty excited to see what we can do. Yeah. So, Eddie, tell me a little bit before we really even get started, um, kind of who you are and what you do. Yes. Uh, my name is Eddie Sandoval, and I am the founder of Pinole Blue. We make organic blue corn food products in Wichita, Kansas. So, tell us, what is Pinole? I assume Pinole is blue corn, but tell <laughs> us a little bit more about it. Yes, so the actual word uh, pinole means roasted ground corn. It's a recipe that comes since the time of the Aztecs. Uh, They would roast the corn, then grind it, and they would add sometimes cinnamon sugar with other spices, and they would drink it with water and give it to their warriors. Pinole, since it's made with ground corn, um, you can make it with any corn, but we make ours from organic blue corn. Blue corn has the same antioxidants as blueberries. That's why it's actually blue. And blue corn has 20% more protein than yellow or white corn. And blue corn's a complex carbohydrate, so it slowly breaks down in your body to give you energy throughout the day. So when you drink pinole with water, the water's hydrating you and the corn's giving you the long sustainable energy. There's an indigenous tribe in northern Mexico called the Tarahumaras. They're from Chihuahua, and they're known for running 50 to 100 miles up in the mountains with sandals made out of tires. And my family is from that same region, and they're known for drinking pinole while running uh, up in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Right. And I've actually gotten to meet some of these runners before um, at an event with Health Warrior, which is like another company that they brought chia seeds um, from from the Tarahumara, which... um, you know, I won't say it as beautifully as you do, but uh, so your family ancestry is tied up, in, or your family is Tarahumara, or your family is from the same region, or tell me more about the connection. Uh, my family isn't Tarahumara, but we're from the same region. Uh, my family is from the south part of the canyon. Both my parents uh, are from that rural area. My dad even speaks Tarahumara. That's how close he is, and my dad was raised wearing the uh, sandals. 
But my parents migrated to the U.S. to Kansas in the 80s, been there for over 30 years. And growing up, we could never find pinole. And every time we went to Mexico, we had to bring it back and bring it back. And then I, growing up, it was just a normal thing, especially in the summer, we drink it with water. And then in the winter, we like to drink it warm with uh, with cinnamon and sugar. And, you, and it's almost more like a eggnog drink. It's very popular, called atole. It's really good. And when I moved to Wichita, we couldn't find it anywhere, uh, even with a huge Hispanic population. So I decided to start an organic blue corn business in college. Wow. In college, you started. Um, how did you <laughs> How did you decide that like that was the time and that you could make it happen? Yeah. Uh, my sister was living in Boulder, Colorado, which is probably like one of the healthiest cities in the U.S. And that's when I had seen like a big... Uh, how the book Born to Run, I don't know if you heard about it, uh, with Christopher McDougal. Uh, he went down to Mexico to study the Tarahumaras and how they drink pinole. But I saw how the minimus movement was huge in Boulder, like people were trying to run with sandals, the Luna sandals. And I was like, I think these people would really be interested in drinking pinole. And so I actually attended the Boulder Boulder and gave out some samples of yellow corn pinole and people looked at me like I was crazy. But then... I just I did some more research and I found an organic a blue corn provider from Mexico because it's, you know in this country we have such a terrible image for corn since most of it's genetically modified and used for um, animal feed. But when I discovered all these healthy uh, elements about blue corn and it's coming from Mexico, I was like, I think if we market this well, um, not only will there be a demand with the runners and the whole Born to Run crew, but also with the Hispanic market. So that's where I kind of saw the problem. And my Christmas break of my senior year, I drove down to Mexico, brought back half a ton of corn in the back of my truck, and I started in my garage. That's how it started. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Well, and here you are, like sitting here in Chicago with your product and t- taking it to grocery stores and coffee shops. And so you've, you've come a long way since then. Um, so I, this feels like a good time to ask the first big question we have on We Got Goals, which is um, what's a big goal you've accomplished? Why it, was it important to you? And how did you get there? I actually went to school for a finance major and I, I did graduate with my business finance degree. And I interned for a couple of big companies, including Coke Industry, the biggest private company in the world. And I wanted to see... I was really thinking about becoming a financial analyst, but then I always knew in the back of my mind I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what, but I knew one day I was going to own my own business, especially because my parents are kind of entrepreneurial, but since the language barrier and them not knowing the laws, it always held them back, and they were always wanting to start a business. And I've always been very entrepreneurial. And But I was like, maybe I'll save some money, and then I'll start it. And at the same time, I always knew if I started a business, it was having to be something tied with my family traditions and something with giving back. And Pinole Blue does both. So <laughs> that was definitely the biggest goal is the fact that I own my own business and it's those two things. I'm sharing my family tradition, my family recipes, and at the same time we give back part of our sales back to the Tarahumara tribe in Mexico. Yeah, tell me a little bit about, because we, I think I mentioned to you when we scheduled this that um, we're doing a big segment on We Got Goals this uh, this quarter on giving back, on contributing generously, and it's so refreshing to talk to entrepreneurs and business owners who have that component to their business. So tell me why that's so important to you and, and how you kind of make it happen. Yeah, uh, growing up and going back to Mexico to visit twice a year, and especially in the region where my family's from, we saw 
uh, the the lack of resources that the Taramaras had in Mexico. Uh, one, I mean, they're facing because they're in such rural areas, they lack resources, and the government doesn't really help them. Um, so I wanted to find a way that I would give back to them because this book Born to Run comes down and puts a spotlight on them. Huge, and yeah, they. I mean, I think some people are donating. They do the big race, but I still felt like it wasn't enough. I mean, the fact that you know we put such a huge spotlight on them and we're talking about them, you see podcasts about them, and that's when I was just like, maybe we should start sponsoring more of those runners and start bringing them to the U.S. and start sharing them. They should be sponsored, and that's when I also I I read the book. Uh, Start something that matters by Blake McCoskey, the guy that started Tom Shoes. I don't know if you read it. I read that book and it was a huge inspiration because he talked. He, I mean, he's probably the godfather of starting a business that gives back because every shoe he sells, he gives one back. So I was just like, this is huge. Like, this would be perfect. Everyone knows about the Tarumaras. We can give back to them. I know where they're located because we could be able to be giving back to them directly. And while doing that, I did some research and I discovered this woman named Lorena Ramirez. Mm-hmm. I actually am one of her top sponsors. We have even helped get her visa sponsor to come to the U.S. to start competing now. And she's actually from the same county my family is from. Yeah. And now there's even a Netflix documentary about her uh, called Lorena, the woman with the ultra uh, light foot. And then she's won races in Japan, Spain, all over the world, running in a dress with sandals and just winning <laughs> and drinking <That>, pinole. <laughs> that's incredible. Do you get a mention in the documentary? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. They didn't mention pinole, but they didn't mention pinole blue. Uh, close enough. Close enough. Yeah. I mean, with some creative editing, we can fix that, right? right? <laughs> I might have to do that. That's amazing. Well, we'll definitely link to that documentary in the show notes. And that's so great. So let's let's kind of go back to um, to how you then got from the truck and the garage <laughs> into building the business. And and I mean, obviously, this probably all came somewhere along the way. But but talk to me about the steps along the way and maybe some of the bigger challenges you faced in, in building the business. Yeah. Since I was on a scholarship, I was still living in the dorms at the time. But uh, the corn and everything was in my parents' garage. Uh and we started there. We were just roasting the corn. I did have a business partner at that time. We were, we met in college. We were roasting corn, grinding it, putting in little paper sack lunch lunch bags, and we would stamp a little logo on it, and we would just go to Hispanic stores, or we'd tell our friends and family. I think we hit it on Facebook Marketplace. We even sold, I think, on Craigslist. And within three months, we sold over 300 pounds of pinole, ranging from western Kansas to the Kansas City area. And I was like, holy cow, like, we need to take this more serious. Um, there's a demand for this product. And that's when we competed in the new business competition for Wichita State. And we took first place with the idea. Uh, they did give us a $10,000 seed money, and that's how it all started. And then from there, we finally became licensed and <laughs> insured. <Good> and, <laughs> and we started actually getting our packaging, and we moved into a commercial kitchen space. It was a shared commercial kitchen space with a guy that makes barbecue sauce. We launched our original, that was just the roasted ground corn, two protein mixes, and our pumpkin spice blend is roasted ground corn, cinnamon, sugar, and allspice. When you add warm milk to this, it tastes like a chai tea, and it's now our top seller. And in the summer, it tastes delicious as well. We've now evolved into making sugar cookies and these peanut butter protein bites called uh, Pinola Blue Enduro Bites. And a year ago, I launched a tortilla factory as well. And we do it all in there. 
Wait, you launched a tar- tortilla factory <laughs> also? Tell me more about that. Yeah, so I, we had so many restaurants that were like, hey, Eddie, you have blue corn, can you make me blue corn tortillas? And I was like, no, but let me think about it until so many people were asking. I was like, fine, let's just start it. And I found an investor, and he backed me up, and we started making stone ground tortillas, meaning we actually cooked the corn, grind the corn, and put it through the machine. I'm the only stone ground tortilla factory in the state of Kansas, and one of the very few that makes organic blue corn tortillas. Wow. So how does the percentages break down? Would you say like what percentage of your time or what percentage of the business is the tortilla factory versus Pinole Blue? And how, how is it kind of set up? Yeah, the tortillas, we really only make production on the weekends, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, with uh, making the blue corns. And we started making white non-GMO corn too. But I would say... 60%, maybe 70% is the roasted ground corn part, and about 30% is the tortilla factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing is, since we have the corn and everything, it's all in base. And we even launched on Amazon back in July. We have our own website. The Pinole products alone, we're in over 280 stores in 18 different states now. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And then the Hispanic store, I think with the Hispanic market, uh, with the tortillas that we deliver, we're doing about eight restaurants and nine uh, stores weekly. So it just tells you a little bit of the big difference of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so was it was it smooth sailing from from the garage to <laughs> to the tortilla factory in the in the however many states you're in now, or were there were there some bumps along the road? I know I just made it sound smooth, but heck no. <laughs> I got to the point where I tell people, if you're thinking about starting a business, don't start a business. <laughs> but it's just a joke with me because, you know, the media makes entrepreneurship look so pretty and success stories. But no, it's been really, really hard. And I mean, we've, we literally do a lot. Most of our sales are door-to-door sales. I literally fill my truck full of pinole like it is right now outside. And we drive around and ask stores if they're interested. We ask the coffee shops. We ask the running stores. We've gone to marathon expos. Uh, I flew out to LA two months ago with two suitcases full of pinole, rented a car and just drove around. Like (laughs) that's just the mentality you have to have. And I mean, there's been a lot of ups and downs with, you know, the sales and then also just educating people about it and um, getting people more aware, trying to get into the big box stores. We actually got approved for the local Whole Foods. We shook hands, we went home and then we got an email saying, hey, uh, we're not interested at this time. Mm-hmm. So it's just tough ones like that, you know, but you have to keep moving forward. And I think that's the biggest one. And uh, we got to, I got to the point where I mean, I've become a very good problem solver with wears multiple hats. And that's the way it is. Uh, my friends always joke. They say, literally, the grind doesn't stop. And I said, literally, it doesn't because we grind corn. <laughs> in all ways. We're not grinding it into t- tortillas. We're grinding it into pinole. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah, well, I tell you, we talk to all different kinds of entrepreneurs and um, goal-getters on the show, and, and they're, you know, the stories are remarkably similar. There's always setbacks, and there's always incredible amounts of hustle. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that's what it takes, but I, I love that you're willing to talk about that, too, because I think that that does make it more normal and then more, um, I don't know, it's, it's hopeful for people, too. It's like, well, it makes it seem actually more achievable because we can see that it's hard work that's that's gone into it. it's not like some magical equation right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely like to tell people because I think most of the time they're just shocked how young I am I'm only 24 years old uh, we do have work part-time employees now we're doing all this and 
people just to help them you know know in the back of mind like you don't have to wait your whole life to start a business you can start it whenever the time's right the time's right so how do you think your age kind of <laughs> affects it? I mean, do you find it a setback when you're approaching people? Or do you think it maybe keeps you more open-minded to new possibilities? Or how do you think that factors in? I I would say it actually is, maybe it'd be a setback sometimes. You know, I walk into <laughs> some of these big stores and the buyer is definitely an older gentleman. And he's looking at me like, do you work for this company? Are you a salesperson? I'm like, no, I'm the founder. And especially Pinole, because it's definitely something that is more, even on the Hispanic side, people of um, the older generation that knows what it is, what it's from. A lot of the second, third generation that grew up in the U.S., they're not used to it anymore. So I think when they're like, what does this young guy know about Pinole? And I'm like, no, I roast it and I grind it myself. I know all about it. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it has opened a lot of doors uh, because a lot of companies, as you know, especially running uh, a lot of athletes as well, are starting to move away from, you know, like the sugary and processed foods. And they know when they see a young person like, whoa, this person actually cares. He's giving back. Um, I think my generation is huge right now with giving back. And when they see that, Lorena Ramirez made it on Netflix. And now I can talk to people. Hey, do you know have Netflix? And Amazon's huge as well, especially with the young crowd. So I think it's helped me a lot as well. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that perspective. So tell me, so I'm a runner myself. We might have talked a little bit about this before, a marathon runner. So tell me um, how I would use this product or how you, what you tell runner. I mean, obviously, again, you talked about the the organic nature and, and it's not as processed, but yeah, I don't know, sell it to me as a runner, why I should be using Pinole Blue. You ready for the elevator pitch? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> uh, I think our biggest thing that we tell people is, our products are 100% organic, vegan, and gluten-free, which is huge. But a lot of marathon runners that have been using the goose or if you look into Tailwind or Scratch Labs, they're starting to make similar products, a lot of their protein mix, but it uses processed corn starch. And I'm not even sure if their corn is organic. Ours is actually USDA organic certified blue corn, which has the healthy uh, proponents that I mentioned earlier. And at the same time, you're getting the whole grain. So we actually roast it and grind the whole thing, unlike those other ones. So you're just getting the cornstarch. And being a complex car, but I know we're starting to get bad feeling <laughs> with all these keto diets and stuff about carbs, but it's a complex carb. It's a good carb that slowly breaks down to give you energy throughout the day. So even if you're a marathoner, half marathoner, if you're an ultra runner, you can just drink this, you know, on the regular, or if you want to enjoy a couple of these peanut butter bites before your run. I think our products fit all types of runners. Um, if you want a protein to do the recovery after, we have our protein mixes as well. And a lot of people are just like, well, Eddie, um, how do you know this works? What's the science and all this? And I tell them, well, if the Taromaras have been drinking this mm -hmm. and it's been around since the time of the Aztecs and they've gone to the Leadville 100-mile race and they've even beaten top athletes, there must be something in it that helps you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we, we like to keep it simple. I mean, our ingredients is just roasted ground corn. Even our protein bites, they literally just have agave nectar, our protein mix, peanut butter, oats, and chia seeds. Like, there's no hiding about it. Like, we just make good food. So that's mm -hmm. how we approach the runners. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I would be eating those, these bites before I head out on a run and maybe drinking some of this mix or a different, maybe not the pumpkin spice, but maybe along the way or, or afterward and, and kind of throughout the day. Yeah, I think it's, and the, and like I said, you don't even have to be a runner. We, we go to mostly endurance athletes, but um, 
our different mixes fit for any category. So you, you kind of alluded to some of this, um, but, you know, the other big question we ask here on We Got Goals is about a big goal you have for the future and how you plan to get there. So tell me more about what's next and, and what other steps that you're planning to take to, to reach that next level. As I mentioned earlier, we're really trying to expand into the big box stores. We're trying to get into the Kroger's, the Whole Foods, natural grocers. So I think that's a big step for us is to continue to raise awareness so we can get picked up by those big department stores. But at the same time, we've been trying to make like a trend as well of trying to teach people, hey, like corn is good for you. Have you had this Atole drink? And at the same time with the Enduro Bites, with getting our word out there. But I think another big goal of mine would be to continue to grow and maybe even take it internationally. Uh, funny story, we have just from Instagram, a store in Charmony, France that wants to carry our product. <laughs> they found us and I went to visit a friend in Paris in April and I shipped it to them from there and now they are in love with the product. <laughs> but I told them, wait for me to get all these legal issues first before we can get launched. But I think a big goal for that is definitely, you know, expansion. But one thing is, even with the Hispanic side, one thing that I've been doing is promoting how it's a healthier alternative because it doesn't have as much sugar. Uh, it, it is organic, so it's definitely something that they're already used to. But teaching them, hey, like, we can still do tradition. It's just in a modernized, more easier way because traditional atole, you had to boil the milk, you had the cinnamon, you had the sugar. And then you have to add the panola and this one's ready to go. Mm -hmm. And it has way less sugar than a lot of the processed stuff that you can find at the store. So I think that's a big one. Another one, and continue to help the Tarumaras is definitely a big goal of mine. And I hope someday when you're walking down the grocery store and you see the Swiss hot chocolate and the Mexican hot chocolate, and then you see our pumpkin spice atole, or if you're walking down a running store and you see the cliff bars and the energy bars, and then you see our Enduro Bites style. That'd be a big goal of mine. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I would agree. Um, so what do you think it's going to take to get you there? I mean, you mentioned just, you know, going to those meetings. Is it just, um, I know a lot of the times when we talk to entrepreneurs, again, it's just the like exposing yourself to as many opportunities as possible and seeing which ones end up coming through. Um, are there any other methods you might try to, to get into those big box stores? I always think about it as the same way as my door-to-door -door sales method is, you keep knocking on doors, and as many get closed, there will be one open. Um, and I think continue to just spread the word and still keep to your roots of making the organic, to keeping your, you know, your whole process of making sure everything's still organic and certified. But I think for me, the biggest one would be to continue to reach out to influencers that they're huge, uh, people that are big in the media. I think that's how we want to continue. And with these sales for these big department stores, it's just keep knocking on the door. Like we have to constantly call them and call them and email them. And I know it sounds cliche because everyone says, oh, you know, don't give up. But it literally, <laughs> that's how it is. I have a buyer in California that I've been calling every day for four weeks straight. So that's just the grind that it's been taking. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have like kind of a dream athlete uh, influencer that if they endorse you, you'd be like super happy or if they would use your product, you'd be thrilled? Wow, uh, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> Curveball. <laughs> well, it would have been great if Lorena would have mentioned it in the documentary, but no, that's okay. Um, 
I think one that I would love to meet is actually Christopher McDougall from the book Born to Run. It, it, well, I guess he kind of is an athlete. I don't know if you heard about his new book. <laughs> With the one With the about donkey. the donkeys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Usain Bolt would be cool. I mean, some of the basketball players. Um, Fred Van Vliet is a huge inspiration for me because he's from Wichita State University, mm -hmm. place for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, another big one would be, I forgot his name. Is it Kip, the guy that just broke the two-hour marathon oh kipchoge kipchoge yeah yeah mm. yeah kipchoge would be awesome too mm -hmm. yeah 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 he's i think he's with morton that other like a another small company that's like yeah, energy yeah, products yeah. but who knows i think i think you got a I shot know, i know nike sponsors him who else does uh morton is like the energy oh, drink yeah, that yeah, he the uses big one, the big one morton yeah yeah, yeah 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 but hey you know you never know yeah, right yeah, maybe yeah. he needs a recovery bite as well because i think that's only an in-race thing i don't know so you know, I've met a, a lot of Kenyan runners, and their diet is very carb-based as well. They mm -hmm. they try to eat a lot more like starchy, like potatoes and stuff. So, mm -hmm. I think he would know uh, what it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, if we if we get a chance to meet him, we'll let you know. Um, so it sounds like you work very hard. <laughs> to what is it like personally, just like owning a business and, and pouring all of this? Uh, all of your energy into that. I mean, are, do you have like ways that you're able to stay balanced and, um, you know, enjoy other things in Wichita too? Or are you pretty, pretty focused on, on work? I would say, yes, a good chunk of my time is spent on the business. Uh, but mostly finding the balance, I mean, obviously it can always be hard, but at the same time, I think for the most part, I do a good job. Like on the weekends, it can be a little tough because we make tortillas. But, you know, it's just, if I'm on the road, like, I understand, like, hey, I'm out, I'm doing this. But when I'm in Wichita, I try to get a couple runs in, try to mm. stay in shape, at least for the most part. Um, my sister is always harping me on eating healthy. So yeah. <laughs> that's what big sisters are good for. Mm -hmm. So doing that. But at the same time, the biggest one with business is networking. I think that's another one that is, like, if it's not working, working, um, it's networking. Like, who are you connecting with? Staying connected with the startup community, startup grind, going to One Million Cups, doing these cool podcasts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, still, stuff like that, I think, is a big one that I think is the part that I love the most and the part that I think is a big contributor to businesses. Because what do they say? Like, business is 30% business, 70% networking. I'm a huge believer in that. So, yeah, just trying to find a it's crazy, but I mean, for me as well, I'm 24 years old. I'm single. I don't have a family. I don't have kids. So I do put my heart into it, you know, and it's just like, this is what I got going right now. So might as well just do it while I'm young, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's a good strategy. That's a good strategy. Well, Eddie, I'm so grateful to you for joining us today. And thank you for telling us all about Pinoli Blue. I want to make sure that people know where they can find you. Um, I mean, obviously, they can search you on social media or search on Amazon. But but tell us like some of the stores that people can find your products in now and also where to find you online and on social media. Yeah, our website is www.pinoliblue.com. We also have pinoliblutortillas.com because we do sell tortillas on our website. Uh, well, you can find all our products on Amazon as well, except for the tortillas. Uh, our social media is Pinole, at Pinole Blue. Instagram, we have Pinole Blue and Pinole Blue Tortillas. I, I forgot to mention with the tortillas, for the month of October, we actually made pink corn tortillas, mm -hmm. and we donated to Susan G. Komen 10% uh, of all sales. There is actually pink corn grown in Nebraska, so no, it is not dyed. Yeah. Really? All right. So yet another way you give back, right? <laughs> we, we're always giving back. We're always trying to tie in health and giving back. And I think that's the big one for us. And um, 
our email is contact at pinoleblue.com and the phone number for Pinole Blue is linked to my cell phone. So you'll, you'll get a hold of me. <laughs> That's awesome. You can make that personal connection with your customers too. Yeah. Well, Eddie, thank you again so much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate it. And we hope that everyone gets a chance to try Pinole Blue. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production, and it's another thing that's better with friends. So we would love it if you shared it with yours. The best way to do that? Well, subscribe, first of all, then leave us a rating or a view. That way, other people can find the show. Thanks to Jay Manu for our theme music. Thanks to our guest this week, Eddie Sandoval. Thanks to Ryan Deffin for editing. And an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.